Hi everybody. So recently I've started going live about once a week, usually on Tuesdays in my Facebook group. And I've had people asking me to put those on the podcast. They're just really kind of short little trainings for writers. So that's what I'm going to do. This is me putting my live on the podcast. This is obviously the audio version, but you can watch live or watch the video either on my YouTube account or in the prolific author group on Facebook. You can just search for that. And I also have uh, the link to it in the show notes. And I also go live to YouTube. So anyway, that's what this is. And I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you are able to learn something from this little training. Hi everybody, how's it going? Um, we are here today to talk about a 30-day writing challenge, specifically a daily writing challenge. So um, let me first say that I'm sorry I haven't gone live. I've missed a couple of weeks. It's been a while. Um, it's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks for me, so I'll just leave it at that. But um, I really want to talk about learning to write daily because this is something that um, a lot of my students struggle with and I know that we all want to be more prolific authors than we currently are. So we're going to talk about trying to get into the habit of a daily writing session. Um, I know that there are some of you out there who are probably thinking that you're pantsers and that the way that you write, you can't do it daily. I totally get that. Um, I'm going to take that out of my ear because it's distracting me. Um, but please don't turn me off. Just listen to what I have to say, because I promise you that there will be something in here that will help you out a little bit. Okay. So before we get to that, let's take care of a little bit of housekeeping here. Um, remember to join my prolific author group. It is a free group on Facebook and you get lots of trainings and lots of cool people in there. Lots of authors who are in the trenches working just like the rest of us. Um, it is called the prolific author group. If you just want to search it on Facebook, but here is the, um, uh, URL right here on the screen. Uh, if you haven't yet, make sure and grab my ultimate villainy checklist. It is a free resource for you, and it just gives you a list of um, traits and functions that a villain should have to make a, a good villain in your story. Um, I am actually extending my uh, $97 power hour uh, coaching session. I was just doing this last month as a sale, but people are really, really liking it and asking me to extend it. So I'm going to extend it for new coaching clients only. Okay, so you can't get unlimited coaching hours from me at this price. But if you are a new client, if you've never worked with me before, it's a great place to start. What I generally do is help you um, map out your work in progress, what you're currently working on. And um, yeah, so give me an hour and I will get that mapped out for you. Okay, so I think, yeah, I think that that is all of your, all of our um, housekeeping items. So let's get back into this. All right, so I'm going to challenge you guys to write every day for the next 30 days. And as I said before, I know that that's really difficult for some people, and I completely understand. I really do. But let's talk about why you might want to try to do this. Do you want to be a faster and more prolific author? I think the answer is probably yes across the board. Some people may not like to go around saying that because they really genuinely don't believe that they can get any faster or more prolific than they are currently at. Okay. But what if I told you that you can? So we have two different kinds of writers generally. 
in the industry. One of them is a plotter. Now, just for the sake of defining them, I'm sure most of you know what these are, but um, a plotter plans out their story beats before they sit down to write. Okay, so they use an outline of some kind. There's a million different types of outlines out there, right? But they plot out a lot of their story and their characters and their arcs and things like that um, before they sit down to write. That is basically what it is. Even among plotters, there's a million different ways to do it and people, um, you know, what they plot and how much they plot is going to be unique to them, of course. But plotters are just people who plan before they sit down to write. Pantsing, of course, is the opposite. Pantsers always sit down to write without having planned anything. Or, you know, some people who consider themselves pantsers might have a very, very vague idea in their mind or even a very, very brief outline. But for the most part, <clears throat> they do pants most of their stories, which just means that they discover it as they go and they don't do the planning beforehand. Okay, so here's the uh, controversial thing that I'm going to talk about today. And you got to kind of picture Morpheus, right, when I say this. What if I told you that plotting and pantsing are exactly the same thing? They are, guys. Okay, let me explain that to you. In the process of writing, we all have to have a discovery phase when we figure out what our story is, and then we all have to sit down and write it, okay? Plotters and pantsers do these things separately. They do them differently from each other. Plotters always do the discovery first and then sit down to write, whereas pantsers sit down to write and let discovery happen as their fingers are moving over the keys, right? But overall, in your brain, the psychology of it, they are the exact same thing. What I would submit to you is that plotters simply do their pantsing or their discovery or whatever you want to call it in the outlining phase. That's really the only thing that's different, that they do that in the outlining phase. Pantsers do the exact same thing, but they do it while they're actually writing, okay? Um, so why am I telling you this? Because it's important to understand, first of all, that they're not two separate things. They're just two separate ways of doing the same thing. Okay. And the reason that that's important to understand is that there are a lot of plotters out there who absolutely refuse to plan or outline anything. Now, what I want you to get away from, if you, if you are somebody who doesn't like to outline more power to you, I completely understand. You got to do whatever lights you up, right? So I'm not telling you you can't do that, but what I want you to get away from saying is that you can't learn to outline because that is just categorically untrue, okay? Anybody, any human being can learn to do anything they want to do. It's just a matter of putting your mind to it. Now, if you don't want to because you prefer the longer method of pantsing, then hey, yeah, do that. Do whatever works for you in your writing. But I just want people to get away from thinking that they absolutely can't do it because I'm telling you, you can. Is it easy? No, maybe not. It, it takes some work and it takes some training, but you can absolutely do it. So <laughs> let's talk about New Year's resolutions for just a second. I always have to laugh at people about New Year's resolutions. I'm going to go somewhere with this. I'm just using it as an example. Let's talk about someone who um, decides they're going to become a runner next year and their New Year's resolution is to start running. Well, you know, we're, we're logical human beings. We all know that we're not going to start running and within a week, be able to run a marathon, okay? We know that it takes more time than that, it takes a lot of training, um, but for some reason, <laughs> most people ditch their resolutions inside of two weeks, and it's because it's too hard, and it's not yielding the results that they wanted to begin with, right? Now, I understand, I've been there a million times myself, but the, the thing is, even though we know logically that it's gonna take longer than that, we still kind of expect massive results really, really quickly. 
And even if we're not expecting to be able to run a marathon, we, we just don't give ourselves, our bodies, the time to work up to things and get used to them. Okay, so for example, let's say somebody decides they're going to become a runner, and the first day they go out and run two miles. Well, if you've already been running, that's probably not too bad. But most people have not run in a long time, in months, if not years, or ever. You know, they've been sitting on their couch. So... The first time they run, it's really hard. Maybe they do it, but they're really sore afterward. Their body is not used to that. So they think that they'll be able to just suddenly start running and become a runner. But that's not what the point of a New Year's resolution is supposed to be. It is supposed to be that you take the next year of your life. It's something you're going to do over a year and slowly train your body to become a runner, right? But that's not what people do. In order to do that, they really need to start way smaller. They should start with walking, really, if they've been on their couch for a year and have not done anything, right? And then they should slowly work up to where they're walking for, say, an hour a day. And then, you know, at that point, maybe you can start to jog. But the problem is people, they just want faster results than that because that is the way that we are taught to do things in our society, right? But that's not the way it works. If you want to keep your New Year's resolutions and become a runner, you have to go slower than that. You have to give yourself time. You have to be patient with yourself, right? It's the same thing with learning to write. It's the same thing with learning to do anything, okay? So I just want you to keep that in mind. Um, the next example I'm going to use for those of you who think you cannot do something because it's too hard and you've never done it before, I want you to think about a man named Roger Bannister. Um, if you've never heard of him before, he broke the four-minute mile. Oh, I didn't look up what year it was. I want to say it was like in the 50s or the 30s. Sorry, look that up, see what year it was. Um, it was a long time ago. Before, he was the first person on record to have broken the four, the first human being to have run a four minute mile. Now it could be that there were people before then who did it, but it was just not recorded anywhere that was, you know, anyone in the known world was aware of. Before that, there were lots of people who tried to run the four minute mile, okay? But they could never get it like below five minutes, basically. Um, and that's because they just, didn't think it was possible. They didn't think that the human body was made to be able to do that. You know, cheetahs are one thing, but the human body, not so much. Then he did it. He broke the four minute mile. Since then, thousands of people have run a four minute mile. Why? Because they know it can be done. They know it's possible, right? And that changes your brain. That changes your thinking when you believe it's possible to do something, okay? Um, notice that I didn't say millions of people have run a four minute mile. And why not if it's possible? because it's hard, because it takes a lot of time and training, okay? It's not something you can just decide to do and do overnight. It doesn't work that way. It's the same thing with teaching yourself to write every day, okay? It's just something that I want you to understand. You will get there, and most people will not go through the process because they think it's too hard. But if your dream is to become a career author and you want to be very prolific, you need to learn how to write every single day. And I'm here to tell you that lots of people do it. I have even taught hardcore pantsers <laughs> to become outliners and, and, and write, do sessions of writing every single day. Okay. I do it every single day. Have I always done it every single day? No, no. It took me a long time to get there. Um, so I just want you to keep that in mind. If anybody in the entire human race is doing this, then it is possible to do. If you simply don't want to, okay, go for it. But don't go around saying or thinking that you can't do it. You absolutely can. Okay, so that's what I want you to keep in mind. Now, the next little kind of caveat that I'm going to put out there is that writing daily, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, writing daily doesn't necessarily mean writing daily. And what I mean by that is that I completely understand that some people, the way their schedule is, 
there are some days of the week they simply cannot write. They literally have an 18 hour day and it is just not happening that day, okay? I'm gonna warn you, don't use that as an excuse because 99% of people, even if you have busy days, can find five minutes, 20 minutes to write every day, okay? So I think most of the time that is used as an excuse because you don't want to write that day because you're so busy. And I get it, I'm, I'm not judging you for that. I'm just saying, be careful that you don't lean on that as a crutch and a reason not to write because most people can. But if you really truly do have a day, a schedule where you cannot write, of course, you know, that's just the season of life you're in and it's just how things are. But what the way that I define a daily writing habit is that you sit down and write every day that it is humanly possible to do, okay? You don't write once or twice a week. You don't sit down and write when, you know, whatever the muse takes you. You sit down and write every single day because you want to be a serious career author and this is what you do, okay? Now, I do not write seven days a week. I write five to six days a week. Um, I usually take the weekends off, but I'm a little bit flexible with that, especially if I miss a day during the week, I'll, I'll try to make it up somewhere. And I also try on the days, you know, if, if I know that I'm not going to be able to write a certain day, I'll try to double up on another day. So I, I make sure that I'm getting my, you know, quote unquote, daily writing in, even if that's not seven days a week. So just to give you an idea. Of course, everybody has to define this for themselves, but once again, it is doable. So the next question then is, how do we train our brains to write more, to write daily? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna give you about five steps. The first thing you gotta do is start small. I notice I put on here um, five to 15 minutes a day or a few hundred words a day. Now, this is something you're gonna to have to figure out for you. If you're somebody who's already writing a whole lot more than that per session, then you may be able to do significantly more than that and that's totally fine. Do whatever works for you. But if you're not someone who writes every day and you're trying to develop that habit, I would really, really strongly recommend that you start small. Because if you sit down to write and you write for an hour, and even if you do really well and get like 5,000 words done in that hour, if you've never done that before, you're going to burn yourself out. Okay, it's the same thing as sitting on the couch for a year and then trying to run five miles. Now, to some people who are career runners, five miles is nothing. They can do that in their sleep. But to someone who's not used to it, that's really hard. And you, you've got to understand the way that your brain works. When you have a negative experience, you create pathways in your brain that say to you that's a negative experience. So honestly, willpower, I'm not going to say it's not a thing, but it's not what people think it is, okay? It's that you, you created a negative experience because you were sore, because you were tired, because it was hard, because you had negative thoughts about it. Um, and what that does is it signals in your brain that you don't want to do that again because that was a negative experience, right? So you just don't want to go there again. Okay, so you need to purposefully create a positive experience and positive thoughts around whatever it is you want to do repetitively because that is the only way that will do the opposite. It will create a signal or a pathway in your brain that goes, that was fun. I got a lot done. I was proud of myself. I want to do that again, right? So that's why you should start small because if you start big and burn yourself out and it's super hard and you're just, you know, gritting your teeth trying to get through it, you are not gonna be able to go back and do that again. And it's not really a matter of willpower, it's that pathway you created in your brain, okay? That's just the way that our minds work. So start really small. And if there's a super busy day especially, you don't have to write the same amount every day. Maybe, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe one day you have an hour and you can write for an hour, but on that super busy day, you've really only got 15 minutes. Okay, write 15 minutes. That will still train your brain to do it every single day and you'll get better at it it will become easier, it will become second nature, but start small. Um, the next thing I'm gonna tell you to do is to make a plan and write it down. 
I know this is a little cliche, but it has been proven that if we write down a plan and read it and you know decide to stick to it, we are much, much more likely to stick to it and to actually do it. So you know, we are all stubborn human beings. I've been there myself and go, nah, I don't need to write it down. I'll, I'll do it. But do we actually, 99% of the time we don't. Okay, so get a piece of paper or your phone if you wanna put it in your notes on an app, it doesn't matter, whatever works for you, stick it on your mirror, stick it next to your computer. Create a plan for how much writing you're going to do this week. And I mean, when and either how long or how many words. Okay, so you might say, okay, Monday, I can get up and write first thing in the morning and I've got an hour, I'll write then. But Tuesday, I have an early meeting, so I'm gonna have to do it at lunchtime on Tuesday. Wednesday, I really got nothing until the kids go to bed, so it's gonna have to be in the evening. You know, that's fine. Just pick a time throughout the day and exactly how long it's going to be and put that in your plan. Um, Let's talk kind of a little aside for a minute about words versus time. I would really recommend that you make your goals in terms of words rather than time. Because theoretically, you can sit at your computer for an hour and stare at the keys and not get any writing done. <laughs> so um, what most people do is writing sprints, which just means, you know, whatever time you have, you sit down and you start typing and you just go. You're not allowed to stop. You're not allowed to edit. Just go. Okay, so I know in, in the beginning, if you only have 15 minutes, you may not know how many words you're going to get done. You might have to do it once, you know, do a sprint to get an idea of um, how much writing you can get done in that time frame. But once you do, then you'll have a better idea. And of course, you can increase your speed. And there's lots of things you can do to um, kind of compete with yourself and, and get better and more prolific in the time you have, OK? But just all I'm trying to do is caution you against saying, I'm going to write for 15 minutes and then sit down and think and not get anything written, OK? That's the other reason that I'm all about pre-planning and doing some sort of outlines. You know what you're going to write when you sit down, because it is so easy to sit at your computer and actually not get anything done, OK? So just keep that in mind. But also know that you're going to have to try it a few times if you haven't before and figure out kind of what your speed is and what you can expect from yourself realistically. Okay. All right. So make a plan, write it down, keep your promises to yourself. I put this in caps because it's super important, right? Um, I've seen, this is true of everything, guys. It is so easy to say we're going to do something and then it kind of goes back to those pathways in your brain again. If you don't do it, it's really easy not to do it again, okay? And I've seen this, weight loss coaches use this and um, business coaches use this and, you know, all kinds of things. Psychiatrists, when it comes to, you know, helping their patients. We need to write something down and then we need to do it because if we don't, we create a pathway in our brain of not doing it again and not doing it again after that. And it becomes a habit that's really, really hard to break, okay? But it's also hard, you have to do it a few times and keep your promises to yourself. By that I just mean that you do what you say you're gonna do. You know, if you say you're gonna write it this time on Monday, you sit down and you do it. So you're look, we're not gonna be standing still on this. We're either, we're gonna be going one of two directions. We're either going to keep our promise, which means it's going to get easier and easier and easier each time we do it and we're gonna become great at it, or we're not gonna keep our, promise and it's going to become harder and harder and harder and harder and the habit's going to be not writing rather than writing. Okay. So keeping your promises to yourself is a big one. Write it down and then do it. And of course, there's going to be times when it's just not going to happen because something unexpected comes up. But if you keep your promises to yourself 90% of the time, then that one time is not going to even matter. It's not going to affect your habit because you're so used to doing it otherwise. Right. So make sure that you're keeping your promise to yourself. And I totally get that it might take a few tries before you get it down, before you actually sit down and keep your promise. But this is something, this is why there's coaching out there, right? This is something that we all struggle with, but it's got to be done if you want to be a daily writer. 
Um, four is you observe purposefully. And what I mean by that is be really intentional and self-aware about how the different writing times work for you. So as authors, we're told to do this with our ads, right? We're told to um, be very purposeful about what worked, what's not. We can increase a budget here. We can decrease a budget here. We can look at dates and times and times of the day and figure out exactly what works for our books, right? We need to do the exact same thing when it comes to our writing habit, okay? Maybe you noticed that when you waited until after dinner to write, you were really sluggish and you felt like you had no clarity in your story and it was really hard to get those words out. But when you wrote first thing in the morning, it came really easily and you felt like you were really, really productive. And so that will tell you something about yourself and about when you're more productive during the day. You can also look at the food you're eating. Maybe it had something to do with what you ate and it will kind of change um, how you look at different foods and how they will fuel the writing part of your brain, okay? On the other hand, maybe you're not a morning person. So maybe waiting till after the kids go to bed is when you get your best work done. You just have to be intentional about it, figure out what works for you, um, figure out your mindset, maybe different places in the house that work better for you. Just pay attention to those details so that you can figure yourself out in your own writing process. And of course, you're gonna take that information, you're gonna evaluate and adjust, okay? Just do whatever helps you to be the most productive and the most prolific. And the biggest thing here is gonna be the incremental increases, okay? So if you've never written anything before and you're just starting out, as I said, maybe start with anywhere between five and 15 minutes, maybe a few hundred words. Do that for a week, guys. Get to the point where you can do that every single day and maybe do it for maybe for a couple of weeks, right? So that you're totally used to it and you're not burning yourself out and you're not pushing yourself too hard. Then once you feel like you've really got it down and the daily writing habit isn't a big deal anymore, then you increase. Maybe go up to from 200 words to 500 words, from 15 minutes to half an hour or, or whatever, you know, works for you. Um, and the reason I suggest this, think about it this way. If you're having a hard time doing the daily writing habit thing, something that often works is to say, it's just 15 minutes. It's just 200 words. That's like two paragraphs. I can do that, right? It's a way of talking yourself into doing it. Then you get to the point where you're, it's normal. You're doing it every single day and then you can increase, right? And it's not a big deal. It's not going to overwhelm you. It's not going to make you want to go back to not writing every day. Um, the biggest problem that people <laughs> have is that they sit down and they say, I want to write 5,000 words every single day. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are plenty of people who do that, but they did not start out doing that. They had to work up to it. And if you're constantly overdoing it and burning yourself out and causing kind of of a break before you can do it again. So that's what I'm telling you. Treat your mind gently the same way that you would treat your body gently in trying to train it, right? Small incremental increases. All right, so I'm gonna challenge you guys to start doing this. I would like you to try to write daily for the next 30 days. Um, I will put up a post in 30 days to ask you how it went, but what I would like you to do is um, in the comments of this video, I would like to hear what your goal is. Tell me how much you're writing now and how much you want to increase in 30 days time. And I want you to sit down and, and put together a, a whole plan, how much you're going to write each day and, you know, where the increases are going to be. So maybe, you know, something like the first week, not only when you're going to write, but say each time I write, I'm going to get this many words. And then the second week, I'm going to increase by this many words and just do a whole thing and do your best to stick to it. You won't be penalized if you don't, but I just want you to try this and see that 
I don't want to say it's how easy it is, but it's logical. And when you have a step-by-step -step plan, you'll be surprised that you can do it, that it's not as hard as you probably thought it was. Um, anyone who puts uh, that in the comments, you know, their plan and how much they're going to increase, I will randomly draw completely random somebody who comments um, for a $5 gift card to the uh, platform of your choice. I know it's not a huge prize, but um, just to get people commenting and there will be a small prize involved for um, possibly anybody who does, okay? So once again, if you need help with this, that's what I'm here for. I do have coaching slots open for February and March, um, but I would really, really encourage everyone to try this one way or the other because, you know, it's been told to me that people who are trying to run a business, they, the biggest thing that they can do to help their business is to do two outreaches a day. You might've heard that. It's something that um, businesses, business owners and entrepreneurs often say, and the people who actually do it, who don't just say they do it or pretend they're gonna do it, who actually do it, it changes their business. 100% changes their business really quickly, like within a few weeks, okay? It's kind of the same thing with this. It's one thing to want to be a writer and to say, yeah, I want to write, but I can only write this fast. When you really start writing every single day and you start to train your brain to write every single day, it will change your writing business real fast because you'll be amazed how much you want to write, how easy it becomes to write, and how quickly you can get your book done, okay? So that's why I'm doing this. <laughs> Anybody who wants to participate, let me know. I would love to hear how you're doing and um, anything you're struggling with, I'm here to help you with that, okay? Um, so yeah, that's what I have today. Go ahead and comment um, what your goals are. And once again, uh, hit me up in the DMs or in comments if you need any help or if I could be of any assistance to you, okay? Everybody have a wonderful week. Go about your writing. And I'm really excited to see um, what, you, what you can accomplish and what you come up with, all right? Bye, see you next week. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.